0: Welcome to the live strong podcast and show my name is Olivia Summer Hutcherson and this is your December episode of what's love got to do with it I'm here today with my dear friend Sabrina Perez we're gonna be talking about her journey from Spain to the skyline from musical theater to service and ministry at the City Line Church a career in criminal justice and also being a mother She recently translated the book, Go Back to Your Country or Stay and Defy All Odds, and how she's even managed to squeeze in parking lot prayers for me from my moments of weeping and rejoicing. Everyone, welcome, Sabrina. (laughs) Hey
1: guys, it's a pleasure and an honor to, to be here today.
0: Thank you so much for making time for us. I know 2020 has been the craziest year of not only my life, the entire um even your dogs are backing us up right now (laughs) um it's just a moment where i feel like anybody who's tuning in and listening to this message if if you're here at all it's it's a moment where we just have to have nothing but gratitude in our spirit Um, whatever your situation is the fact that we're here is worthy of having some hope and some faith and most importantly like i said in the beginning love because that is that is what rules the world and that's what we're going to be talking about today so um you know there's there's a lot we can we can pull from but i just want to really start at the beginning and kind of talk about how you came to know love and because god is love how did you come to know God and how did you come to know Jesus?
1: Yeah, that's an awesome question. So I I was born and raised um, in Spain up to the age of eight and my family there is uh, predominantly Catholic. So we would go to church uh, for holidays, so to speak. Um, I did do my first communion there and took catechism classes. So I had exposure to God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, but I didn't really have a relationship with him growing up. Um, I knew of him. I believed in him, but it was almost like a distant um, acquaintance, if you will. Um, And it took many years. You know, I, I lived my life based on what I thought was right and wrong, based on what I felt worked for me. And uh, on the outside, you know, many could have said that um, I lived a pretty successful youth. I was uh, financially well off enough to travel, um, to get a car, to buy nice clothes and celebrate and party with friends and all that. But at the end of the day, whether I was single or in a relationship, whether I was with a small group of people or a large group of people, there was always this sense of, Longing and this sense for something more, and um, this sense of uh, loneliness and and not being really known or seen that I couldn't quite shake off and and perhaps couldn't even recognize at the time. And it took me being in a relationship where um, I was unfortunately going through some really rough on and off patches um, with this man, and his mother happened to be Christian. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was an occasion where I went to meet him at his home, and he was not there. And I, you know, was very upset, and I was crying. And she was on her way, actually. Uh, to I don't recall honestly if it was a revival. It was. It it took place in a gym, in a school in Brooklyn. So <laughs> I don't know if he was a, an evangelist. You know that was visiting or what? Maybe they rented out the space. Uh, but all I know is I I really. Felt like I was emotionally and mentally just depleted at the time, and, and she was like, "Why don't you just come with me?" And anybody could have invited me anywhere, and I think I was at that point that I would have just said okay. But by the grace of God, she was inviting me to go to church, and that was probably that—not probably—that was the best place for me to be in mm-hmm. at the time. And they just, you know, they started speaking about God and about God's love for us and about um, our value and our worth, and and just all these things that it's not necessarily that I hadn't heard before, but I was hearing them almost for the first time. Mm. Uh, I think my mind and my heart uh, was open and vulnerable enough where there were no walls, um, right? <laughs> and these are the joys of um, But basically they did an altar call and I went up and Ah. it's going to be a minute (laughs) (laughs) and I, I accepted um, Jesus as my Lord and savior at the time. And I don't think I even really knew Mm -hmm. what that meant. I just knew that I needed a change in my life. I knew that my life needed to go in a different direction. and I knew that I did not know the direction enough to lead myself in it. And I needed God to lead me. Mm-hmm. And so after that, I I did uh, look for a church that was closer uh, to home in Jersey. And so I I found the City Line Church. Mm-hmm. And I started attending there back in 2006. And I've been there, you know, ever, ever since. And there mm-hmm. is where I've really learned, um how to seek God, how to read his word, how to um, enjoy his presence, um, how to get to know Jesus, how to uh, get to know uh, God's Holy Spirit and just grow in this this walk of faith and and in this relationship where it's no longer uh, me knowing of someone, uh, but me truly knowing him personally. Um, seeking him in his presence through prayer through reading his word Um, well yeah that's kind of my journey
0: (laughs) sounds like an incredible journey what um what would you say is if you had to choose one thing that has transformed your life the most um after knowing jesus what, what is one thing that has transformed inside of you the most through your relationship with him?
1: Wow. Ah! Um, that's a great question. I think that through my relationship with Jesus, I've learned about grace. Mm. And I think grace has been the most, Transformative thing, um, or concept that that has truly changed the way I see myself and the way I see others around me, um, and and it goes hand in hand with love because grace takes love, God's grace takes love to like a whole other level, mm-hmm. and so learning and continuing to learn, um, to understand God's grace, which is so vast. Like, honestly, I don't think our finite minds can like even truly grasp or comprehend, but, but I would say that, that that's it. And that's a journey. Um, Bishop Joshua Rodriguez at my church, um, has said throughout the years, and it's a concept that has always stayed with me, that we have to learn, unlearn, and relearn. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had learned at one point, like I shared before growing up about God, um, but then I had to kind of unlearn uh, what my concepts of God were, m- what my prejudices, what my notions that were human constructed, right, were, um, so that I could then relearn who he truly was, mm-hmm. his, uh, what his love was, the essence, who he is, truly is about, what grace truly is about, that it's not by works. You know, I grew up where, you know, I really thought it was by works. You know, I really thought, and, and it's a very defeat, defeatist, defeat, I can't even say it, defeatist um, thought to have because we'll never be able to do anything that will grant us salvation. It's, it's by grace through Christ alone and so um just understanding his finite uh, or infinite love uh, for us is is truly like transformative for me you know that um
0: that word grace um and that that part that you just said right now saying that um it's not through our works that it that is something that is still flowing through me and still such a process through me and i mentioned in the beginning you're like my parking lot prayer warrior (laughs) i'm already thinking about writing a second poetry book called parking lot prayers (laughs) because i just cannot even count the moments how many of them i have called you and you have just like laid a hold of my mind and my spirit with with your prayers and I can remember most recently, um, through my third battle, um, of, of going through this most recent diagnosis. And, you know, I, I won't even say that, like, I have cancer. I'll say I was diagnosed with it because I I don't want to take ownership of saying that I have it, but. Um, I was diagnosed with it. And, and I remember one night really, really, really battling in, in a dark place of my mind. And, and I was wrestling with God. I was wrestling with him. And, you know, through my process of kind of asking him, you know, God, like, like, what didn't I do? What haven't I done? Because I've been on my journey for a short five years with him as a born again Christian. And, and I, I'm like wrestling with him saying like, you know, I, I, I I did the altar call like many times, like I I had my hand up like a hundred times, like born again every weekend. Like I had a rough night, God, (laughs) you know, I did the altar call and I got baptized and I went to Israel and then I feed the poor and you know, I'm, I'm praying and I'm, and I'm doing all the things. Right. And it's like, like, search me, search me, search me. Like, what haven't I done? you know, and and I, so many times, like, calling you from my car, just, like, crying my eyes out, you know, and, you know, just, like, you being able to pray over me and kind of help give me words of encouragement and, and give me this peace of allowing me the freedom and the space to have that grace that you're talking about and and telling me, like, Livy, you know, it's okay to, to weep and, and it's okay to rejoice and it's okay to be on both sides of it because God gives us that grace to, to move through it. And, um, I just wanted to share that because I think it's important that, that we kind of share our scars with one another. And, and I think that's, that's where God's grace shows up, right? Because it shows up in those moments where it's like, we, um, we're not always going to know everything. You said that to me. It's like, we're not always going to know certain things on this side of eternity. Um, sometimes we'll know things later at a later time, but, but that grace is just, it's sufficient. It's sufficient. So I think that that's a learn. That's a word I'm still learning. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I think that it's, it's a very human like quality um, in all of us to try to be self sufficient yes to try to uh, accomplish things or just try to to function in a way where it's like if I do this, then naturally this should happen, and if I do that, then naturally that should happen and and for the most part, you know life does work that way, but um you know, in the Bible, Jesus warned us, right? He said, uh, I, I tell you these things so that you can have, you know, peace in, in me and knowing that in this world, you will have trouble, but, you know, we can have hope and we can have courage and knowing that, that he has already overcome all these things. And, you know, we look at, at people in the Bible as well, like Job, and we see that even his friends who I'm sure were well-intentioned. They okay came to him and trying to figure out, man, like, why are all these things happening to you? And did you do something? You know, maybe you did something like, are you sure you didn't do anything? You know, and it's easy to be like, man, like, what is wrong with you? What kind of friends are you? But in their own mind, right? Like they, they were just following this train of thought that you were just speaking about that, well, if bad things are happening to you, then maybe you had to have done something to to cause them and um you know not necessarily we we live um in a world that that it has fallen structures we live in a world that is not perfect um and so things are going to happen we've experienced that this year right viruses are going to come uh social injustice and unrest that perhaps we were too comfortably for a period of time turning a blind eye to, you know, uh, the heat has turned up, it's risen to the surface, and now we can no longer have a place to look away from it's in our face, no matter where we look, we have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so yeah, all that to say, though, that in all these things, we have uh the grace of god and and we have his spirit to know that um it's okay in our humanity to go to him in our weakness um because his strength is made perfect in our weakness and and basically all that that means to me is that um i don't have to impress god Hmm. he created me he knows what what can do and what I cannot do and I can go to him when I feel depleted and I can go to him when I feel overwhelmed and I can go to him when I feel you know like I'm at my wits end or whatnot and you know one find peace in him in the midst of the storm yeah. uh, not waiting to find that peace as a result of the storm passing um, but even in the midst of it I could find uh, joy in his promises Uh, that are truth that have been fulfilled and will uh, come to pass. Um, And I can find power and strength uh, through his Holy Spirit. You know, Mm -hmm. I can look at Jesus and I can look at how he faced situations and how he handles situations. And I could look in his word and (laughs) I realize that I'm not alone, you know, and I'm not, not just that I'm not alone as a comfort, right, Chloe? Um, But but I'm not alone in trying to figure things out, right, right Yeah, I understand.
0: You mentioned joy. That's another that's another quality um, and I've Meditated on that word so many times. What is the difference between happiness and joy to
1: you? Oh, man. So, okay, I'm gonna try to do this justice because um, Pastor Paula Rodriguez mm-hmm. um, from my church, uh, she's my pastor she did this awesome teaching and she titled it choose joy um because joy is a fruit of the spirit joy has been given to us you know and i think it time and time and again we have to choose uh to to live and and walk and breathe this joy um that surpasses all of our present situations and and circumstances you know happiness is momentary happiness can come and go you know i get this gift for christmas that i really like and i'm so happy you know and a year later you know maybe it's no longer in style and it doesn't make me as happy anymore Mm -hmm. or um you know, happiness is eating this really great meal that I can't wait, and I'm just so happy because it's so delicious. And I was looking forward to it, but you know, once I eat it, it's gone, and and it no longer makes me happy. And it's like very much of a consumer mindset uh, type of thing. And then you you end up always chasing it, right? Where where joy in the Lord is constant because God is constant and He never changes. And so, the joy that we can tap into, that we can draw from, from having a relationship with Him is, is a joy that sustains us. Yeah. And as crazy as it may sound, I found that that type of joy can, can coexist and sustain us and strengthen us even in the midst of sorrow. You know, um, I lost my father back in 2013. And of course, you know, there, there, it's a time of mourning. And uh, of course, I experienced. Sadness in that I physically was not going to have him here with me, but there was this joy in knowing that I would see him again. Mm-hmm. You know, so God's joy can coexist and, and carry us through even, I believe, uh, the toughest times, but but it is a choice, right? Mm-hmm. Because I can also choose um, if somebody has done me wrong, you know, if, if I've been betrayed, if I've been hurt, um, I can experience those things and I can choose to stay there, and I can choose to say, you know, but it wasn't right what they did, but they haven't asked for forgiveness, but, and in, in doing that, I am, like, permanently attaching myself to, to the state of, like, anger and bitterness, and, and um, not that all these human emotions are not to be experienced, if you're a Christian, you're right. not, you know, you're, you're going to experience these things but at the end of the day um if you bring it back to god um if you go into god's presence and and you tap into um these fruits of the spirit you tap into the joy that he's given us um i think that you're able to see that that is a state that is going to carry you through even in the darkest of times
0: let me ask you this um Yes, to everything you just said. I'm like, I could listen to you for hours. Um, In regards to the forgiveness, right? And I've spoken a lot about forgiveness. Um, I mentioned it in my October podcast uh, when I did the segment on breast cancer and I spoke about going to the Garden of Gethsemane um, and that was completely transformative for me. Um and just my entire journey like it, it changed my life. If you guys have not watched that episode, go back and check it out. Um, but in regards to this episode and and forgiveness and and love and God and letting things go, where do you stand in terms of <laughs> how much is too much and how do we forgive people and? Love them in the Lord and still love ourselves, and create a healthy boundary.
1: Right. Um, how much is too much? I don't, I don't. So there's no such thing, I think, as, as too much forgiveness. You know, um, we learned that in the Bible. That, <laughs> my gosh, I, I can't even count the number of times God has forgiven me. You know, I, I sin constantly. Uh, we all do, whether knowingly or unknowingly, realizing it later, you know, we all fall short. Um, I think forgiveness is necessary. It's necessary for ourselves to, to not uh, live lives where we are bound to pain and bound to uh, bitterness and bound to hurt and bound and limited by by negative experiences. Uh, but for us to move forward, there's there's no way. Uh, you can't move forward where you have like one foot, you know, like being held back, chained to, to a situation. You're just gonna keep falling on your face and you're gonna keep um tripping. Now ideally I, I do believe that that God is a God of reconciliation. You know, he calls his his children uh, ministers of reconciliation. I think we are called to do our best to be at peace with people, to reconcile with people. Is that always possible? No, um, but I think that you can forgive someone mm-hmm. even if you can't reach full reconciliation. You can imagine it this way: What if the person has passed away? Mm-hmm. Then what? Are you doomed? you know, to a life where, where you're, you're stuck to this negative experience that you have with the person uh, simply because you can't um, have a conversation with them and, and reconcile or, or forgive them in person or they are never going to ask for forgiveness because now they, they're no longer here. Um, it's a choice. Right. It's basically a choice you make to not allow a person or circumstance to define you Mm. To acknowledge and recognize that yes this there, there there may be consequences to this you know that I may need uh I may need to go to therapy you know to to unpack and better understand how mm-hmm. perhaps this experience in my childhood is now affecting my having relationships
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: today how um The fact that i was abandoned let's say by my father uh, might affect uh, the way i enter into relationships with men today like that's one thing you know but but knowing our worth knowing our value um in god through god understanding in his word you know that we have been created with a purpose that we have a calling over our life that that there are works great works that he says that he has created for us to do, even before we were born and formed in our mother's womb, mm-hmm. you know the reason we are alive is so much bigger than a person is so much bigger than a situation right. um, that we cannot afford because our days are counted. I don't know, you know, I hope I get to live to be a hundred but but if i don't, I don't want to waste whatever time I have here in this beautiful planet um looking back right. and and being paralyzed by something that happened in the past that I may not have control over. So, you know, I, I've chosen in my life to forgive people. Um, Some I have been able to reconcile with and some um, I've just freed myself from any anger from, you know, I pray for them. I know I've forgiven them because I can freely pray for them because I can freely say that if I, if they needed something, you know, if I found them in the street and they were hurt, I would help them. I have no um, ill will toward them. I have no hatred, nothing like that. So I have peace in that. But, you know, perhaps that person is not in a place where they can have a, a peaceful relationship with me. And so, so that's fine, then I respect that boundary because it's healthy in that, in that particular situation. And if it changes in the future, then then i'll welcome that but um i think that that it is important um to forgive so that we can be forgiven
0: (laughs) 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 i need my notepad
1: that is really good
0: (laughs) oh my goodness you are just so so sabrina (laughs) I hope this is helping somebody it's helping me right now my cup is just like filling up right now as we speak um okay all right I had to pause I had to just let that I had to let that breathe for a second that was that was a lot um what would you say what would you say to your younger self Sabrina I like to ask everyone this question but what would you say to your younger self
1: What would I say to my younger self? I would say to, I really, I would say to just go hard um, for God, to just really get to know him and get to know yourself through him, uh, to really seek him for understanding of your value and your worth. Because when you understand these things in God, you don't need to seek them out elsewhere and you're going to save yourself a lot of trouble and a lot of heartache, you know, um, trying to gain approval from people uh, yeah. and trying to gain approval by doing things right. Like we were talking about works before, um, I would say to her stop uh, doing things to you know to seek approval and just do things from a state of knowing that God has already pre-approved you. Mm. Um, I think that that would have given me so much more freedom in my youth to um, to dream big and and take risks and and just know that I have like a loving father who is a great amazing God who is in my corner and, and just is willing to, to bless me and to open doors of opportunities, um, to do his will. Yeah. Um, I think that's what I would have told myself. I think that would have helped me with a lot of like my, um, insecurities and, and my need for, for approval, uh, in my youth.
0: It's so hard to imagine you insecure because you're so well spoken and so like <laughs> <laughs> I remember back in 2018 I was going through a challenging time and um you know I one thing I really appreciate about you obviously this was pre-covid is um you know the bible says we have to have a spiritual eye to see and in a room of crowded people, because for those of you who don't know, the way that Sabrina and I met is I teach her beautiful young daughter, Mia. I, I've taught both of her daughters, uh, Mia and Jolie, but I started off initially teaching little Mia, who's not so little anymore. She's falling in mommy's footsteps and she is like a musical theater queen now. Um, but I was teaching her and I was going through a rough time and You know, you pulled me aside and and you invited me to this women's conference. And I walk in and it's like all these like super strong Latino women and I can't find you. I'm looking for you. I can't find parking. I'm like driving in the rain to this thing and everybody's like, look at the woman next to you and tell them, prepárate. And I'm like, prepárate. I'm like, I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm doing, but I feel strong and I feel powerful, (laughs) you know, um, and so it's just funny because like, and I look up and I see you on that stage and you're like so strong and you're so powerful and you're so bold, you know? And so I think it's like, I ask this question because I believe all of us still have that um, inner child in us somewhere. And and I yeah. think it's important to look back and to reflect on, on that youthful part of ourselves. Um, you know, and, and, and to remember where we were before we got to where we are, because there's someone out there who, who can get to this point now. And, and I always want to speak to that person who is, um, looking to make their way up to the altar. Um, because I know I wasn't always here and you weren't always there either. And, you know, I, I just want to say to anybody who feels feels like maybe god has forgotten about them or god doesn't love them that's a lie of the enemy and that is a lie from the pit of hell and you know god does love you and there's so many ways right now there's so many accessible ways to to hear from god even in the middle of this pandemic between sermons online and the bible app and the good old-fashioned bible nobody wants to read anymore. But there are ways, and and he's just waiting for you to knock on that door. So, um, but I think that's really, really good advice. Um,
1: Yeah, and I just want to, I think what you said is so perfect, and I just want to add that um, for anybody listening, you don't have to be perfect to come to God. You don't even have to be 100% sure what you're doing. Just... Tell him you want to get to know him. Yeah. No, just give him a shot. We, we watch movies. We want, you know, we read self-help books. There's so much stuff out there that I think as humans, we try to access to, um, to find something to nourish us, to fill us. Um, in my life, I can honestly say the only one that has ever been able to do that for me is God um in a very permanent way and if I would have waited to sort of clean up my mess or if I would have waited to have it all together uh, before I I tried to go in his presence or try to go before him or try to seek him out uh, it would have never happened Mm -hmm. but God just meets us where we are and we don't have to impress him. He loves us for who we are. He loves us because we're his children. He doesn't love us because we have done this or not done that. He loves, you know, the the son that is in church serving as much as he loves the son that is, you know, out there in the world, you know, shooting up drugs. They're both his children. Uh, And you see that in the story of, of the prodigal son. And you see that, you know, time and again, um, in the Bible, God just loves us with this everlasting, unconditional love that knows no bounds and knows no limits, a love that we cannot hide from. The Bible says if, if you know, we were in the highest mountain, if we were in the depths of the sea, His love was there, His love will reach us. Uh, it's really just a matter of are we open to give His love a chance? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think if we, um, dare to just give his love a chance uh to come into our lives if we dare to give jesus the opportunity um to sit and dine with us uh, mm-hmm. and share his great love with us and share his grace and share his forgiveness that it, we are, are just going to it's not going to make all our problems go away it's not going to make you know social unrest go away it's not going to make the virus go away go away But I think that it's going to uh, make a lot of our fear, a lot of our insecurity, a lot of our doubt, our shame, our struggles, um, quiet down and realize that there is something greater and someone greater uh, than all these things.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so we're gonna play a quick fun game, all right? Um and I totally stole this from uh, Jay Shetty. <laughs> I've watched him before, um, and he has a podcast called On Purpose, but I really like this idea. So um, these are just like one-word answers, okay? And um, there's just a few, but um, one thing that you want to hold on to from this year, just one word, Grace. Grace. (laughs) One thing that you want to let go of from this year? Fear. Fear. Mm, Me too. (laughs) One thing that you are grateful for? God. (laughs) One thing that you want to give more? Love love and one thing that you feel like um one thing that you feel like gives you more peace
1: jesus jesus
0: that's awesome so good
1: man i was like that was a lot of pressure one word okay
0: well you answered them pretty fast you're like a firecracker (laughs) Um, what else? What else? What else? We're like flying through this. You're so good. You're such a natural. Um, if you had a word, this is just my own personal question. If you had a word, one word for 2021 for the people, what would it be moving forward? Like a word for the year, for next year? Harvest. Harvest. Ooh, do tell, do tell. Okay. Now I want to know an explanation.
1: (laughs) Uh, so there's this song, uh, from Hillsong church called seasons. Okay. Recently, um, the city line church, my church did a Christmas cantata and that was one of the songs and it was the first time I had heard it, mm-hmm. but I've been listening to it, you know, ever since. And it really talks about seasons and about, uh, difficult seasons, using difficult seasons, uh, or using winter as the metaphor for difficult seasons and uh you know during winter you don't see much growth right you don't see any growth really but but there is still growth that is happening under the ground there's that seed is still there the purpose of that seed is still there the the fruit and the harvest that that seed is pregnant with is still there, and and even in the winter, even in in our tough seasons, even in our 2020s, uh, God is still at work. God is still active. God is still advancing um, us, all of us, um, and and His works and His purpose in our lives individually and collectively. And so, um, I see 2020, and I see all the things that appear to have died. Um, and I reflect on, on what this song, you know, brought to mind to me and the principle um, that even in those darkest seasons, you know, there's still a work that God is doing and there's still a way that he works all things for the good and there's still a harvest to come um, out of these things. And so I, I wanna focus on that harvest and I wanna make sure that I nurture whatever it is that I needed to, to nurture uh, this year that I continue to grow and learn and understand and transcend um, whatever it is that I needed to this year and um, that I don't miss any opportunity because um, there's a harvest that, that I believe is coming for all of us. That is a great great
0: word i i watched the cantada uh from your from your church and it really really blessed me um as soon as you said it i i recognized the song um and i i said to you when we spoke before we recorded the the filming of that like the song just pierced me the lyrics and and the delivery of it and if you guys haven't heard that song you should definitely go check it out it is absolutely beautiful um you know i wanted to mention this thing that my pastor actually said the other day just kind of playing off of the the whole idea of of seasons and um coming from a, a healthy place um because it was so good and my entire life i've been one to pour from a a place of of my heart and um so My pastor said this thing on Monday night and he said in his message, he goes, it's good to follow your heart if your heart is aligned with the word of God. And it was like, I was like, okay, that was for me (laughs) because I'm always like, follow your heart, follow your heart, follow your heart, right? Um, And he took it a step further and he said, because if you're not careful, you could be following your heart and your heart could be a broken heart. Your heart could be a hard heart. Your heart could be an unforgiving heart. Your heart could be a people-pleasing heart. That is one that I've been so guilty of. Your heart could be an out-of-order heart. And he said God is a God of order, so we have to make sure that that order is always loving God and then loving people. And so I think like in reference to what you're talking about with, with the harvest, you know, the harvest is ready, but I think just really making sure that my, you know, my word is purpose, but as I continue to walk in my purpose, um, and my purpose is always to love just to tie it back to the beginning of the message. My purpose is to love, but as I walk out into that harvest, it has to start with loving me better so that I can love everyone else better. Um, and I really just want to encourage every single person to do the same thing um, because we're really not much good to anyone if we don't love ourselves better. And um, I just I thank you so, so, so much for for your words today. I feel like every single thing that fell out of your mouth was just like a jewel and I know that I'm going to be re-watching this over and over and over again and taking notes Um, and I don't know is there anything else that did I miss anything is there anything else you want to leave us with
1: no I I thank you for this opportunity um, to just chat with you I mean you and I talk all the time and (laughs) but um, I love to to speak about God and to just be able to share and, and so thank you for a platform where we can just share freely about you know what God has done in in my life and, and my experience um I I think it's important for people to know that um that you're praying for them when you do these podcasts um that you're very intentional they may or may not know this so i am gonna say it <laughs> that you're very intentional When it comes to selecting uh, topics and themes that are going to um, just shine a light and and give people hope and and encourage people, uh, because everybody's going through something openly or privately, you know, everybody is might be struggling with a struggle that we may know or may not know of. And so, it's important to know, and the only thing that I want to leave people with knowing is that they're not alone. Um, that there is a God that really loves them and there's a God that is always there with open arms ready to receive them uh, and ready to lift them up. And that if they are not um, currently attending a church, um, they're always they're always more than welcome to visit, you know, the City Line Church. We're at 1510 <laughs> John F. Kennedy Boulevard in Jersey City. Um, but but to get connected because um, you know, you, you were mentioning before about the opportunities that I've had to pray for you, and and there's time so many times that you have prayed for me in situations in my life, and and I thank God for for his direct love toward us. And I also thank God for the love that he expresses through through his body, through, through the body of Christ, which is the church. And and um the brothers and sisters and and the folks that that love God and love people and and are willing to lift up people through prayers and and through assistance uh, in in moments of trouble that we've experienced so many of, you know, in this year. So um, thank you for this type of podcast. Thank you for for, uh, creating content and creating a platform uh, that shines light on on content that um, is hope-filled and, and is encouraging and, and is so needed in times like this.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I got one thing for you. This is for you, It is customary at the very end that I always read a poem. <laughs> so, um, this is the show must go on guys, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> And this is our last podcast of the entire year, the December issue. It almost didn't happen, but the devil is a liar. And I got up today, and I put on my red dress, and I put on my red lipstick, and the dogs are joining us, and Sabrina <laughs> is here. So it's a good day. It's a good day to be alive. Now, one thing that I didn't tell you is that... <clears throat> I need my tea for this. One thing that I didn't tell you is that in the back of the book, there is actually a song, not a poem, (laughs) and it's called Rear View, and I wrote this with my bandmate, Adri, and it's really supposed to have a guitar playing along, so there's no guitar, this is just me, and I'm going to sing it, and I'm a little nervous, but it is okay, because it's going to come straight from my heart. I wrote this the very first time I was ever diagnosed with cancer. And this is round three. And I'm gonna sing it again. And I'm always gonna sing because there is a promise on the other side. And we are victors, we are not victims. And this is for you, Sabrina. I love you. (laughs) One, two, three there's no more looking in the rear view i'm living like i'm brand new loving like i'm supposed to we got one life let's go boots walking with my head high these scars don't make me feel shy tell that cancer goodbye it's my time to fly and i'm gonna fly away from the pain that's grounding me and i'm gonna fly away trading in my old broken wings and i'm gonna fly away cause there's still so much to see and i'm gonna fly away i can do it with you next to me <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> There's a whole chorus, but you know, I need instruments for that. (laughs) So I can do it with you next to me. And um yeah, I think that is like the big, big thing that I realize more and more every single day. Like I I will always till my last breath rep God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And I think that. Love and letting love in is like the biggest cure of all. These are all my tabs because I'm working on the audiobook right now, guys. This is like the craziest version ever of the book. but um love, like to me, love is everything, and that line, like "I can do it with you next to me," is just. We have to let it in. We have to let God in. We have to let love in. We have, to let, um, we have to let people in. And when you let it in, the floodgates open up. So that is pretty much everything I got. <laughs> so, and no more looking in the rear view. We're going forward. You gotta put the blinders on, not to the left, not to the right. We're going forward. Preparate. <laughs> Get ready. That's what that means. Yep. Get ready because our best days are in front of us. Mm-hmm. So um, thank you guys so much for watching the Live Strong podcast and show. This is what's love got to do with it. My name is Olivia. Summer Hutcherson bringing you summer in the winter. You can find me at Olivia Dance One or www.olivialivestrong.com. That is L I V. And you can find Sabrina at the City Line Church. And if you want to reach out or follow her. She also leads a ministry program. Um, if somebody is interested in signing up or connecting with one of your teams, um, how would they do that to get more information,
1: Sabrina? Oh, sure. So um, the City Line Church, uh, the website is weareclc, uh, dot org, And then uh, also it's weareclc on social media, Instagram or uh, Facebook. And that's for the City Line Church. And then I actually assist um, uh, leadership for a singles um, ministry, a Christian singles ministry for ages 27 to 45 out of the City Line Church. And so you can follow uh, this singles ministry at CLC Epic. That is the handle both on Instagram and Facebook as well.
0: And tell the people, what does Epic stand for?
1: Uh, everything possible in Christ. That's what that stands for.
0: (laughs) All right. We will see you guys next year. Have an amazing, amazing rest of 2020. We love you. Peace. Happy (laughs) Happy New Year. Bye.